Oh, there we go. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Watch podcast. I'm your host, James, with my co-host, Carolyn. Hello. And today we are continuing our For Your Consideration series with One Night in Miami. Mm -hmm. And Carolyn's going to give us the deets about it. I am. So One Night in Miami, uh, directed by Regina King. A fictional account of one incredible night where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown gathered discussing their roles in the civil rights movement and cultural upheaval of the 60s. Yes, that's a pretty good synopsis. It is a fictionalized version mm -hmm. of those events. Like, they don't even know if they these guys met up in a room and it was just the four of them. It's, it's based yeah. off of a play as well. But what they do know is that um, these guys were supposed to all hang out and have a party, and then they they did go to a hotel. But yeah, you're right. Who knows if other people were there? Who knows how long they stayed there? That sort of thing. Yeah. But I don't know. I do like the idea that these guys went into this hotel, which it sounds like they did in real life, and then they came out and things were different. Like it was the next day where um, Muhammad Ali at the time, Cassius Clay, came out and announced that he was going to be now Muhammad Ali and was um, – going to join the Brotherhood of Islam. And I love that we know what happened in the morning. We know what happened the night before, but we don't know what happened in the room. And mm -hmm. I think it's very cool that Kemp Powers, the one who um, wrote the play and also the screenplay actually, kind of fictionalized what that might be, kind of gave us an idea, kind of like put us in the room where it happens, if you will. Yeah, I also enjoyed that a lot. I found it very interesting. I do have issues with this film not about what it's about obviously uh it's more of i'll just i'll get into it right away um is that i didn't like the initial like introduce us to these four famous people when mm -hmm. the actual the only one that matters is the Mah the Muhammad Ali one because it's it's telling us like the setup for the story the rest of them don't really need to be in there mm -hmm. um they they we could just be introduced to them as they enter the room because all of these men are real the real life men are all very famous and mm -hmm. are all known figures it's like i don't need a introduction into any any of them mm -hmm. it's like they all kind of yeah and the other thing which i is really it's a hard thing to do and is unfortunate and i'm not going to blame the actor for this is that the actor portraying muhammad ali uh eli gory is doing a very good job but he is just not Muhammad Ali like he is not as charismatic or anything like that and that's an impossible thing to be is that there aren't very many people in the history of the world who have been as charismatic as Muhammad Ali but I think something to note as well is that the way that we see Muhammad Ali has changed a lot over time like mm -hmm. at a point at this point actually he used to be like one of the most hated men in America because he was all bravado and very little to show for like he was a good boxer obviously but like uh, he was a lot of talk basically and people really really didn't like him for that and then some 30 years later he was the one who was like lighting the olympic torch and an article <laughs> i was reading was basically saying that that was a huge transformation and that people when he was lighting the torch and stuff and celebrating him seemed to forget that 30 years ago he was one of the most hated men in america so i think what's hard is we're seeing him at that stage um, when he has a, a big chip on his shoulder, but, and everyone hates when he knows it, you know what I mean? Like people cheer for him to lose. They cheer for him to win. Like no one wanted him to win that sort of thing. Like it's, it's, um, 
Yeah, I guess that is something to keep in mind is maybe maybe Muhammad Ali, as we know him, wasn't always so charismatic. I mean, I don't watch boxing and I definitely didn't watch boxing in the 60s, but um, yeah. Yeah, because you were uh, negative very, 30. You were a baby then. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's just that Muhammad having a like I've known a lot about Muhammad Ali because a I when I was a kid I was introduced to him and then like consumed as much about who he is as as I possibly could as a child and he is certainly like a more they're all more complicated figures than they are in this movie like they are mm -hmm. they they acknowledge this movie does acknowledge the flaws that they all have but it's not about their flaws mm -hmm. it's about their relationships mm -hmm. and that but like Muhammad Ali is also is a, a very important person for the history of the United States in general mm -hmm. and is also at was at one point the most famous athlete in the world. Mm -hmm. So, and he never changed. It's just that people grew to love him because of his overwhelming success. Like he just became so great that he was at some point, like even the people who hated him had to acknowledge that. And then, you know, he did a really good job marketing himself as he is. It's just that it's, 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 I was thinking about this after it's, it'd be like if they made a movie, like since I have such a relationship with the real Muhammad Ali, mm -hmm. um, that it is weird seeing somebody else portray him. Yeah. Um, it like when it, they inevitably make like a Kobe Bryant or a LeBron James movie, it's like, mm -hmm. since those guys have lived most of their lives on camera, I know who they are. So yeah. it'd be weird to see somebody who a, isn't them playing them. It, because it'd be like, I mean, all of this stuff that, they're portraying already exists by the real person mm -hmm. it's not like portraying a boxer from like the 1800s because there is no footage of them mm -hmm. um but that but i i just that was the one performance and i do think he nails the voice like it is up weirdly it like takes me out of it took me out of the movie because like if i close my eyes like that sounds like muhammad ali like the mm -hmm, affectation mm -hmm. of his voice and i do think they put this movie in an interesting point of view age in his life because he is 22 and just became the champ and he is yeah, he's a kid. He's a he's a child, and he kind of acts like that with the other guys, which I appreciated. Is mm -hmm. that he he does have cracks in his confidence that mm -hmm. he is not. He does have this incredible self belief, but he mm -hmm. there was a point when it was like Jim Brown in in the room says it's like yeah he didn't expect to win. Yeah, and I I do like that we see the two sides of him. Like there's the really cocky goofy guy in the ring, but then there's the quiet guy that he is when he's like nervous, like when he's praying before the match and stuff. Like you can tell he's really nervous and mm -hmm. like he has to go be interviewed and of course he's going to say he's the man and whatever but like <laughs> he wants Malcolm X by his side because he's nervous right and Malcolm X is like 38 at the time so it's like this is his kind of I guess spiritual mentor but like is also big brother kind of thing yeah and I I do I really appreciated that because it is it's like it makes him more of a real human instead of just a like a caricature of Muhammad Ali. Yeah, it's it's just a minor thing I had, and that is more of like my because I have a relationship with like I have I've spent so much time reading and watching mm -hmm. about Muhammad Ali that it's just something that for me personally, and since I mean he is everybody knows who Muhammad Ali is. It's, yes, it's like not everybody will know who these other three men are, even though they are all also very important and famous. Mm -hmm. um, the other performance that I had a. Um, issue with was Leslie Oldham Jr. and Sam Cooke. I thought the parts when he was separated and uh, alone at more at the beginning of the film, his acting was very bad. 
mm-hmm. then when he gets with the other men and or it was very theater to me but i know he's from theater yeah <laughs> uh, and i was like you're way overplaying this and then when mm-hmm. he's like with the other men and near the end of the movie when he has to be like quiet more quiet or more of it's like an actual act just conversation i thought he was very good um that's the thing i think with him um he was he initially turned down the role like instantly they're like we're thinking of you for this role and he was like ah, no because like the <sighs> pressure to be Sam Cooke, someone he looks up to so much. He's like, I'm not that guy. Um, So I think that is a little bit of what we're seeing. And I think when they get into these four guys having a conversation in a room, yeah, I think that is where he really shines because, well, yeah, he's from Hamilton, right? It's all the quick quick dialogue, that sort of thing. He is the narrator in Hamilton. So when he's alone, he has to explain the story for everyone and he's talking to the audience. When he's with people, he's having this quick back and forth which is exactly what this movie was i think when he's alone he feels like he needs to like yeah project to the back wall kind of thing but when he's with the people he can do he can actually be in the moment i did think he was good too i liked i liked the way the film ended with him um singing the new song that he wrote Mm -hmm. because when he's singing it i feel like he didn't feel theatrical in that moment it felt like it was actually one of the true honest moments um, and I guess that is kind of the point of that scene where it's like he's like he is literally performing. But as he's performing, you can see him kind of getting um, affected by what he, by, by what he's doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, in, in reality, that song actually had come out before this night ever happened, but um, not not yeah. by long, a couple months or something. But but I do kind of think it was a nice way to tie, tie out the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's all movies do that with historical figures, right? They like change the dates a little bit to better fit the story which is fine mm-hmm. uh it's yeah it's also that this this entire movie is like has an undercurrent of like sadness to it mm-hmm. because you understand that after this night like within within a year or two of these men will be dead yep and that just like obviously it just changes the whole view of the night and the movie is aware of that and plays into that which is very good um and i think regina king did a for like a first time director, although she's been on film sets for the majority of her life and has obviously learned a lot from yeah. the people she's worked with, she does a it's a really really good job for a first time. Yeah, this is an incredibly strong directorial debut um, for yeah. a film. Like it's it's in the Academy buzz. Like that's good job, Regina. And I think it's cool because there's actually like very 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 few women in this film, um, but I think she did a really good job directing these four men. I think I think too she's. Regina King is a very, um, as an actress, she really can, yeah, she's incredibly talented. As an actress, she can really (laughs) connect with the audience and she Mm -hmm. knows the power of her words. So I think this screenplay is perfect for her in that sense because like, you're right, these guys are all separate people um, and Muhammad Ali is the most famous, but it's like, it's not really about them as they're famous for men. It's like, the whole movie is really a conversation between the guys and with the audience of like the most effective way to achieve equality. And in, in this case, like for black Americans, but also each of their own responsibilities in doing so, because obviously they have four very unique skill sets um, and connect with the public in very different ways. So that's the whole thing. It's the, the whole movie is the debate amongst these guys of how to make change. And I think that, I think that's really cool. It It's so funny because it seems like this is not something that would ever happen i'm like how do these four guys like if if i didn't know that this actually was based on a true story i'd be like okay how do these four guys know each other they couldn't be more different how are they friends but i mean they are and the guy kemp powers who wrote the um the play 
he said when he was doing some research and found out that these four guys were friends and they did go to this hotel or whatever, he said it was basically like him discovering the Black Avengers because he's like, okay, let's pick the best at this, the best at that, the best at this. Let's put them all in a room, see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And it's something that now we are more aware of because social media, you just see it all the time now. It's like somebody, this was now somebody would have definitely taken like an Instagram picture. Mm -hmm. uh, And then we'd be like, oh, they all hung out. How cool. And that we, yeah, it's, it would also make sense that these four young, successful black men would want to support their friend and then only hang out in their own community after. And they would probably discuss this stuff because it was important to most of them, even if they come at it from different points of view, which I appreciate that they show all the ways that they can, or all the viewpoints that they could have to like get affect change in the world mm -hmm. and how some of them are blind to the other ones. And they are, even though they're criticizing each other about that, it is not, they don't think less of each other. Mm -hmm. It's more of a, I wish you would do this because this is what I do. And yeah, they think the way that they, try to make change, try to advocate for change is the way that everyone should. And we're seeing here that that's not the case. No. And that's what also I also really love about the, the scene when um, Sam Cooke is singing at the end is that they all kind of come to an understanding that mm -hmm. there has to be some sort of compromise between all of them mm -hmm. in order to do, in order to like, to be unified in the movement, mm -hmm. even though they, they aren't in, in real life. And because two of them died quickly after is that they never really got the full they never they never got to be as part of the movement as Muhammad Ali was that Muhammad mm -hmm. Ali was and always wanted to be like he was willing to give up his career mm -hmm. for what he believed in which I yeah I mean that's what it is I, I the, we should talk about uh, Kingsley Benadir, who played as played Malcolm X, and Aldous Hodge, who played as Jim Brown, because they're both excellent and incredible in this film. I I think they're. I personally think Aldous Hodge's Jim Brown is the best performance in this film. He blew me away. And the thing is, he was so understated. And for me, he's the person that I uh, like the historical person that I know the least about. Weird. I don't know about footballers in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> I know about Jim Brown. <laughs> so I think for me, he was the most um, blank slate of these people. Yeah. But yes, but I thought that he filled out the blank slate very, very well. Um, and I found him a really interesting character. And I I was looking into him a little bit and I was like, wow, he retired really young um, to go into um, film. But I find that so interesting because it's like he, like Muhammad Ali, had a great career and could have had a great platform with that. But he did pivot, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah, Jim Brown's a complicated figure. Mm -hmm. um, if you look at, if you dig into who he is as a person. Um, which isn't important to this movie because a lot of it is post this movie. Mm -hmm. um, but he, they frame in the movie that his retirement is a part of like this activism. Mm -hmm. And it certainly is for because he did that. But also like more of the, a large part of the reason is why he retired is because he was a filming in, in the off season and the owner of the team told him to come back to training camp because it was his, because mm -hmm. he's paying him. Like it was be like, very racist way of doing it like i essentially i own you and mm -hmm. you could get in you could see in this movie jim brown doesn't like to get told what to do yeah and that was a large part he like, kind of retired as a part as like a fuck you 
as yeah. well. It was like a, it was more of a rash decision in the moment. I think I, he obviously. It seems like the team too was also doing that. Like you know that if it were a white player who were also in the movies and stuff like that, they would bend over backwards to be like, okay, yeah, you can come to training season later, whatever. Um, and they didn't like it. So yeah, so you can see why he would kind of stand push back against that. I guess. Oh yeah, I totally understand and get that. It's just that the. It the they frame it in the movie in a different way than it was in real life, which is mm-hmm. a fine. Also, that even though he didn't intend or his intention might not have been that, it still achieved that effect for other people, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So it like kind of doesn't matter at that point. It fits with the narrative, and it still actually meant that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aldous Hodge nails who Jim Brown is. Like Jim mm-hmm. Brown is the guy Aldous Hodge is playing in this film. Like he's mm-hmm. very like quiet, and but he like radiates this presence the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that he is uh, incredibly physically physically large as well helps with that. Is that he's an NFL running back, mm-hmm. um, so he is significantly larger than Malcolm X and Sam Cooke. And mm-hmm. even compared to Muhammad Ali, he kind of looks bigger than him as well. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's a large man. <laughs> he is very big, but he's also well. He looks like a footballer. Yeah, he does. He does look like an actually like well, Aldous Hodge, you know, Friday Night Lights, so it fits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> voodoo tatum <laughs> um but he also they have moments of like there's more to that character like he is very understanding and very intelligent with his like he is more like since muhammad ali is like 22 in this mm-hmm. film and jim brown is 30 ish yeah i think he says he's 32 at some point yeah, so he un- like getting to the end of his physical prime and playing mm-hmm. career and he's aware of that Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is also has more of an understanding of the world than Muhammad Ali. So when Malcolm X is talking, like Jim Brown is the one who kind of, in their moments, pushes back a little bit on mm-hmm. stuff, but in a very like respectful and it's more of like you're looking at. He's like you're, essentially you're looking at a way the world from like a, a the age of a 38 year old man would, not a 22 year old. Yeah, and you have to understand that there's going to be there's growth still going to happen with Muhammad Ali. You have to be patient and accepting of that mm-hmm. and he is uh, genuinely just cares about the guy which it, it i like this movie because it it shows that they all care a lot about each other even though they're fighting and i it's it there's never a point where the, there is like fights like mm-hmm. ar- arguments where people are angry but there's never a danger of their actual friendships they're all very understanding of each other and i think that's my favorite part of this film and the fact that it's made beautifully <laughs> well that's what i like too is like yeah, when I was sitting there being like, how on earth do these guys know each other and why would they be friends? While watching it, you never once doubted that they were friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it made total sense. They challenge each other um, to, you know, be better men kind of thing. Um, but you never doubt that they're friends. Yeah, and I I think that I hope Regina King gets nominated for Best Director. Mm-hmm. She deserves it. It is... Well, especially since, unlike um, what we felt about Ma Rainey... This movie felt a lot less like a play, in my opinion. Like, yes, it all still takes place in one hotel room for the most part, and it is a lot of talking. But it's not talking for the sake of talking. It's not talking to be like, look how fast we can talk and how quick-witted we are. And Regina King's influence, I guess, integrated enough of stuff that wasn't just in the room. Like, they go outside a few times, and like, in the play, you know that it's just like, the two of us are going to go get our car, and then you just don't see them for 10 minutes. But like here, we pop outside to see them. We go up to the roof. We have the bits at the beginning and the end where you're in different settings. Um, when when 
Malcolm X calls his wife, you see in her house. So it felt a lot less like a play and a lot more like a movie. And I think Regina mm-hmm. King did that part very, very well. Oh, yeah. Like they, she, there's like, it's a great adaptation by her and by the screenwriter mm-hmm. is that they have to, they understand that they have to change it for the medium. And mm-hmm. it's with Ma Rainey, it's like, as we said, like you could see that even like how the people are standing, it was very theater. Like they're all opening in a way that you yeah. can, they all can be seen from one angle. Whereas in this movie, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. at all like they all it is it, it's more of it, it didn't it, it never took me out of the film um mm-hmm. and i like realized it was a play halfway through because i was like this feels like a play because yeah, it's a lot of words <laughs> yeah. uh, and then at the end i was like oh it is a play but it never was it was never like this is why we just basically filmed the stage version like we filmed the stage version mm-hmm. um and they like they added stuff like you said they I, they added the like when those um Muhammad Ali and Sam Cooke leave to go get uh, drinks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually get to go with them and yeah. find out there's more interaction with the city and the time mm-hmm. in there. Uh, yeah, I, I really, really like this movie. I I wish that I, I, I'm glad that Regina King is at least getting is up for this stuff. I don't we don't know if she'll get it, but I hope mm-hmm. she does at least gets nominated. I think she is nominated for the Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the screenwriter, I don't know how that works. Because it is like there is weird rules with the screenwriting stuff where it's like if it they if they don't change it enough it can't qualify or weird things so I don't know about that I one. I guess it I would think... be adapted screenplay though because it was a stage thing and then it was. Yeah, adapted. but Mank didn't qualify for adapted screenplay um, oh. for the Oscars. The Academy is qual- messed up. <laughs> yeah, so it just doesn't qualify there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about this one and I yeah and but I the actors that I wish would get recognized mm-hmm. are obviously Aldous Hodge because I think he's incredible in this film mm-hmm. um and Kingsley ben, Kingsley Benadir as Malcolm X um, but the one who is been recognized is Leslie Odom Jr as Sam Cooke at least so far he got nominated for Globes Yeah, I did appreciate that he did all of his own singing too. I think it made him a lot more believable as a character, especially since this character is singing all the dang time. You know, he's that friend in the friend group who's like the drama student. And you're like, shut up. But like, he's that, he's that friend when you go to a party, he has a guitar and you're like, oh, c- come on, man. Yeah. And but the thing is, because he did his own singing, that was actually really believable. Him kind of popping in and out of song. Um, so I appreciate And he that. can really sing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But L- um, Leslie Odom Jr. has a great voice. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. With uh, Bensley King Adir, I, I thought it was really cool. Like, so I know Malcolm X. In yes, a very Denzel Washington. <laughs> no, um, I haven't seen that movie. Um, in a very loose way, right? Like I, I know the idea of Malcolm X. I don't know Malcolm X the guy. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting that this movie didn't just show Malcolm X like the vi- the version that we know from the kind of angry speeches and like the militant actions and that sort of thing. Like at the beginning, I found it actually quite jarring because he's like goofing around and he's like smiling and laughing. And I was like, who are you? Yeah. Um, and I, I actually looked up some photos. He does the smile the exact same way Malcolm X does that smile, which it's it's quite the smile. It's something <laughs> like but I thought yeah. he I thought he portrayed him really well, the way he moves his mouth, the way he smiles and stuff. But I thought it was really cool that we got to see him being a person, not just being like the face of a particular movement. Um, I think I'm just using him like really quite stern and and serious. Um, 
which makes sense given the nature of the movement. But I do like that we also got to see him like joking around with his friends and everything. And you, I think you really come to a better place of understanding him um, and what he what he wants from from that portrayal. Yeah, because for both of us, he's just been an image mm-hmm. and has become yeah a face of a movement, and he's been long dead. So, mm-hmm. and there wasn't there is not much um, actual like video footage of him not doing a speech of him just like talking exactly exactly and obviously when you're in speech mode it's a very different version of yourself yeah which they point out in this film right is that they point out that when he gets flustered he Mm -hmm. drops the affected speech Mm -hmm. but yeah i i he also looks a lot like malcolm x too like he Mm -hmm. has the same build and and with he it's very similar and it is uh, like uncanny at some point i was like wow they nailed the casting with this one because he has the he's nailed the mannerisms and he looks like him it's it's very weird (laughs) it's like that's what's so hard is all of these guys have to play characters that are very much in the spotlight um so they have to like imitate but also do a good job acting um and not focus too much on the way they move their body or whatever but they also have to make these characters likable and understandable and like they have a lot that they have to do and also with characters like Malcolm X or um, Muhammad Ali, be- beloved Muhammad Ali now, they have to play this version of them that maybe um, kind of turns our expectations of who that person is on the head, on, on its head, um, even if it is the realistic portrayal. So they have to do all of these things. These guys are working hard in this movie. Oh, yeah. It's it's a, it's a way harder than if it was just made up characters because mm-hmm. they have to play the with the audience expectations of them and mm-hmm. yeah i think this movie's really good i don't yeah i have minor quibbles like certain scenes didn't but it never bored me it, i was never yeah like lost or confused with anything um even though yeah i i think it's great and i am glad it is getting recognized for awards yeah i quite liked it like obviously maybe it overstates the influence of this one particular night um <laughs> but it does speak very well to the broader points of like the era and the differing and perhaps contrasting examples of black empowerment at that time. Yeah. Couldn't say it better. Uh, where can people find you? You can find me at Carolyn Dunk 93 on Instagram and Twitter. And what about you, James? You can find me at James underscore Willicks on Twitter and at James Wilkes on Instagram. And you can find this podcast on all places. And you can send us email at letswatchpod at gmail.com. And the next for your consideration uh, that you'll hear will be Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Yeah, and Carolyn's just going to give us Sing Like Sam Cook to end this. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. Uh, maybe <laughs> one night on our podcast. <laughs> Please no. <laughs>